I have never once listened to the song WAP in its entirety. But do I know all the lyrics of this song? Yes. Oh, I've listened to it twice. I only know it from TikTok, but I can sing you the entire song. I mean, there's not that many lyrics, but... There's some votes in this house. There's, there's some, some votes in this house. house. Hey, good news, guys. If you listened to our last episode... We're not depressed anymore. <laughs> we're not sad because we got the election results. And we're not going to talk about it because it's not... This, this podcast is not a politics podcast, but you can tell we sound a lot happier. Yeah. We're a little, there's a little bit less on our chest. Beth Ann said, I was editing the last episode and we sound depressed. (laughs) (laughs) So, sorry about that. Whoops. We're here now. We just, well, we didn't just. It's now, it's Wednesday. This past Saturday, we recorded two interviews for you guys. Mm -hmm. This is interview number one. You'll get interview number two later. But they were both in Europe, so we had to record on a Saturday. Yes. As we do. We got up early for you guys. I'm just kidding. It really wasn't that early. <laughs> it was 9 a.m. It was 9 a.m. My dog can't sleep past 6 o'clock anyway. So so yeah, today you're going to listen to the interview with Poor Little Things. They are awesome. Yes, they are fantastic. They are, and you'll hear all this in a minute, but they're an Australian Swiss rock band. I brought it up to someone that they were Australian and Swiss. They're like, don't you mean Austrian and Swiss? And I was no. like, no, they're Australian and they're Swiss. Get like it right. I said. So yeah, they were a fantastic interview. And um, I'm Leah. I'm Bethan. And this is She Will Rock You. Where are they getting a dub in a CBS executive meeting? No. Bitch, don't touch my thermostat. <laughs> the ghost be like, pull up before I haul you. Let me turn down the thermostat. Who is this band? We're on page one, guys. <laughs> this is She Will Rock You. Can you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Tina. <laughs> my name's Dave. Dave Talon, that is. And uh, we're Poor Little Things. I love that name, even though I, I have to confess, I keep calling you guys pretty young things, which is not right. <laughs> yeah. that, that works, too. I'll I, take it I, if I can get it. Well, I, put it I actually my, like PLT, just keep it short, you know? <laughs> there you go. I put it in my calendar as pretty young things. And I was like, I don't think that's right. And I had to double check. <laughs> it's a typical kind of a name. It comes from my mother, actually. She she thinks any anything that's a little bit vulnerable, uh, a kitten, a young child, any anything, they're always oh the poor little thing. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. Oh, yeah. The poor little thing. Well, oh. we we were thinking of some names, and all the good names are taken. You know, Queen, <laughs> Kiss, all just the one word. You know, they're all gone. So we thought, okay, it's not easy to find a name. You know, which suits our little project here. <laughs> yeah, an in-house joke works for an in-house project. <laughs> It works. Um, so, so your bio says that you're an Australian slash Swiss rock band. Can you tell us how that came to be and how you guys met and started this? <laughs> yeah. You want to explain how we met? Oh, well, we, we met uh, quite a long time ago. Um, I was a backpacker in Australia. And then I was traveling um, with Martina my friends. Martina Swiss. Yeah, I'm Swiss. So I was born in Switzerland, but, you know, traveling in, uh, traveling around the world a bit. And then, um, yeah, so I met Dave at a concert in Brisbane, and he was playing there with uh, a band which you're probably familiar with, Nebula. 
from yeah so dave you had a there was like a reader mace that was a record label yeah it was a record label launch party and we were on the label and they had special guest nebula it was a big big rock and roll night and martina just was in town and and she had bought our one of our records in a bargain bin a cd in a bargain (laughs) bin yeah rollerball that's you know dave's band in australia yeah so yeah, so I bought that that record, but I was traveling, and I actually was traveling. We didn't have a, a cell phone or, uh, you know, any of those devices. <laughs> I only had a Walkman, so I, I bought this CD, but I couldn't listen to it. And then a few weeks later, when we finally arrived in Brisbane, I saw in a, in a newspaper, oh, look, this band Rollerball is playing. I, I bought a, a CD of them. Let's go and see them. <laughs> so that's it's how it all started. So we had a little bit of rock and roll party, and then we met the bands, <laughs> <laughs> and then we stayed in contact. And, you know, that's quite a while ago yeah, now. Yeah, one thing led to another. I, I was doing a little tour around Australia at the time, and Martina was, you know, traveling, touring around as a tourist. So we met up again in Melbourne, and uh, we realized we uh, were kind of keen on each other. <laughs> And uh, then I came over to Switzerland and um, spent some time and convinced her to come back to Australia. And we lived together in Australia. We got married uh, 18 years ago. Oh. And uh, we we lived for about eight eight years in Australia or something like that. And then we decided let's move to Switzerland because, you know, uh, Tina's Swiss. I like Switzerland. <laughs> it kind of it works. So well, uh, we we spend most of our time here in in mostly in Bern, the capital. Have you guys been stuck there this year? Like, could you leave if you wanted to? We oh. can leave if we want to. Yeah, but mm. it's a bit, you know, it's not much fun. No, it's not much fun. Now it's all the second wave in Europe, so it's you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they have more restrictions again with quarantine time. So. We just, you know. Over the summer, we had a few skirmishes. We went over over the French border only just and just sort of spent a, a, one afternoon over the German border just to break the monotony a little. Um, but, you know, it, it's not much fun with the mask. on. Like, I, I don't like wearing a mask at all, and naturally who does? But, you know, it, it gets a bit tedious for me. I don't enjoy cruising the streets or whatever with a mask on or, you know going in shops with masks on, etc. I'm just sort of spending a little bit more time at home like most people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have any really option here. <laughs> we have to go out. Everything's so far apart. We live, like, in the middle of nowhere, so we can't be stuck at home, unfortunately. You mean the middle of nowhere, like, uh, small town or, like, suburbs? Yeah, or? small town. Yeah, we're, like, two hours from a major city. Three. Well, Raleigh's. Okay, two and a half. Yeah. So, what state are you in? In Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, we we like the states. We've been over a few yeah. times. I, I lived I lived there for about I don't know, six or seven months oh, many cool. years ago. It was like a bit of a musical education for me back in the early nineties. Uh, lived in Los Angeles for a while, and um, Tina and I have been over a couple of times. Uh, got lots of friends, and we try and travel around as much as we can. Looking forward to getting back. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon we can all travel again. Yeah, <laughs> we won't take it for granted. I know, I know. I miss, I miss concerts more than anything. I think. 
Yeah. I've like booked concerts for 2021 and fingers crossed nothing goes wrong to deter it from happening. We've got festival tickets from last summer that we're hopefully using next summer. Nice festival in North Spain, which we love to go to. Very good lineup. And so hopefully it will happen. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be nice to play. Like I plan to be going early, early next year to Australia and play shows with with my Aussie band Rollerball. We were supposed to go to Sweden back in April. I was working on some songwriting with a childhood hero of mine, Dan Dark, from a band called a metal band called Torch, and we were going to be spending time together in Gothenburg and uh, you know so many things like that. It just mm. it, it it sort of it it got me down a little bit. Um, Tina's always encouraged me to look on the bright side yeah, of all these yeah. things. It will yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't, it, it's going to be a good – we're going to not take anything for granted anymore. I know. So back to, to your band yeah. and, and your album. Uh, first off, how would you guys describe your sound? Would you well, like to say something, Tina? I don't want to well, be dominating this cat. <laughs> Well, you know, it's very 70s and 80s based, you know, there's all the bands we really love, you know, so our sound is a bit of a tribute to all these sort of golden days, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, I love Blondie, I like Pretenders, um, Australian band called The Divinals, and, you know, all these sort of pop, punk, rock, new wave, and we try to sort of make a bit of a blend of <laughs> all no. of those. It's really the, the, the main concept, what's in the head here is thinking about when pop and rock were one and the same, when you could turn on a, a radio station and, and hear what they call yeah. pop music and there were guitars, you know, like whether it was Devo or, um, yeah, Blondie was a good, is, a, is a great example. You know, a, any of, you know, uh, Rick Spring, Springfield, which is an Australian hero of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, basically when rock and pop were one and the same. That's, I love that. That's that summary. Yeah, well, that's the sort of place where we're, we're it's a little, we're little, fantasy world, little fantasy world we could put ourselves in uh, and think about <laughs> trying to make early 80s radio music. Yeah. So, and then when I saw your podcast about, you know, rock is not dead and all that, I thought, oh, that's really cool <laughs> because, you know, we are also, you know, really – sort of celebrate this time, you know, of, of music. Yeah, and rock is always, you know, it goes around in cycles, doesn't it? Like, oh, rock is dead, and then suddenly comes a band, and they say, oh, here's the new saviour of rock and roll. I've seen this coming. <laughs> it goes in about a five-year cycle, I think, the old rock is yeah. dead. Who will save rock and roll? Oh, here comes that band that's going to do it. And then before you know it, rock yeah. is dead mm-hmm. again. <laughs> and I think you're absolutely right, because I think I just read an article. They're like, where's all the rock artists these days? So I think we're at the end of that cycle. So I'm excited to see who's going to kind of redeem it there. Our next savior. Yeah, the next savior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, bring it on. Though. You know, uh, I, I've tried to have a more open mind uh, over the last couple of years. You know, I, I find myself quite often, you know, diving into a record collection, you know, 70s and 80s, uh, whatever. But Last couple of years, I've tried to really open my mind a little more and and listen to a, a lot more new artists. Uh, not too many more. I can do better. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, there's still two, a lot. Just to kind of tie over. Yeah, but it's still also quite a lot to discover in the 70s and 80s. You know, there's always yeah. people popping up I never heard of. I thought, oh wow, that's a cool band, and you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I think one cool thing with streaming is some of the 
the forgotten bands back in the 70s and 80s are kind of getting their second shot at fame because yeah. people are finding them for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot yeah. different clicking on some recommendation from your friend rather than going hunting through, a, you know, a, at a record festival or something trying to find the vinyl to actually just, you know, three seconds after hearing about something you're already listening. It's, it's pretty bizarre when you think about it. I know. I joke all the time that kids these days don't know how good they have it because, I mean, we're not that old either, but we still didn't have unlimited streaming when we were younger. We had to buy this each song for 99 cents on iTunes if we wanted it. Or really early on days, you like begged your mom to bring you to the CD store. Yeah. Or the CD section, at least, well, of I, the store. <laughs> I used to spend my Saturday mornings always at the CD store, you know, listening to records had like a pile of 20 CDs, listening through them and buy maybe two or three, depends on my pocket money, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when the when these Spotify first appeared, and I remember I installed it on a iPad, so this is what just when iPads had started. This must be like, what, about eight or nine years ago, maybe ten yeah. years ago. I remember we went on a holiday. I was down in, in Sicily on a balcony looking out of the beach, and I – I was just in a total oh, yeah, shock I because yeah, oh look at this, I can listen. I to say, them. look at this. It, I, it was like I just couldn't believe it that I had the library of of the you know practically the world of music at the at a finger's touch. Yeah, and that I could just think play anything I could think of. It blew my mind, and it went on for months. There were months there when I just couldn't get over the fact that you know I could just press a button and hear whatever I want. It was for me totally bizarre, the ultimate luxury. It still blows my mind, like, once a month. I'm like, this is just really cool. And the thing is, the, the whole streaming thing, as far as we're concerned, it's a very it's a very good thing. It's well yeah, organized. Well, it's functional. It's practical. It's just about the distribution of the money. That's the only mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. How does that work from, like, an album launch standpoint? Yeah, well, you, you imagine now, uh, like, when, when I get uh, for different bands and things, I get my regular, you know, everything's really very well organized these days with accounting through digital distribution and things. And when you see you get your, your 0.08 of a cent per play, so if somebody plays your whole album, you might, you're scraping in sort of almost a cent. Oh. And back, you know, back in the day, somebody would invest $20 in your record, you know, depending on what time it was. Let's say that they invested $20 in your record. And how many times would they have played that CD or whatever? They they bought it for 20 bucks. Maybe if they really like it over a few years, they play it 40 times or 50 times. Uh-huh. So, if, so maybe in the streaming world, that's, that's mm-hmm. getting you about 50 cents. So that puts it in perspective, you know, if, if someone's streaming it 50 times, you're getting 50 cents or less, okay. 46 cents. <laughs> but well, the I actual know. the actual concept is it's great. Awesome, yeah. Well, we I like know bank, that's why we like to use Bandcamp. Is Bandcamp is kind of fair, you know, with the mm. with the prices. Yeah, and I know a lot of bands lately. They've been putting more emphasis if they have merch, going yeah. getting merch, or if they're having shows, go to the shows. Because Spotify is a great tool to get some visibility out there. Um, but yeah, on the financial side, you know, there's so many other ways you can be supporting an artist. Well, back in the, in the golden age of rock and roll, a tour ran at a loss to support uh, an album. You know, it was just Mm -hmm. a a write-off. 
to that's why people indulge so much with 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 tours with great hotels and the tour buses etc etc because it was all a big tax write-off in promotion for a record now a record is is making nothing and it is the whole motivation is to make a record so you've got an excuse to tour Mm -hmm. so you know the whole thing's turned around and uh you know, as far as, you know, I do a bit of touring, not as much, not in the last year, but um, the PLT, what we got here, this is, <laughs> we're, bas- we're basically a, a studio studio thing and we're making rock for the sake of or rock itself, rock. <laughs> you know. We make rock because we can and there's nothing, there's no big message behind it. There's no, um, you know, trying to save this or make awareness of that. It's all just about forgetting all these other things and just, and just having a bit of time out with rock and roll. Yeah. That was sort of our little vision we have when we record something. That's the mission statement. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It doesn't always have to have, you know, a yeah. huge purpose. Just, no, people yeah. can people can find that in music if they want. There's plenty of, of ways they can they can, you know, do whatever with the yeah. music. But for us it's more about just escapism. Just like when you go to a gig and you just can leave everything behind for a while and um, enjoy yourself in your own little fantasy world there. That's what it's all about for, for us anyway. Rock for the sake of rock. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to say art for the sake of art. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just also the songs are a little bit of escapism, you know. You just sort of, you know, our lyrics are also just sort of you have a bit of a picture in your head where it takes you, you know. It doesn't have to have a a yeah. message yeah you, you can know. interpret it yourself yeah. it's just some nice you know just easy 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 things to um sort of create images over mm-hmm. uh speaking of the album last year you guys dropped your first album disco is burning uh first i have to say what inspired the album art because i really love the album art <laughs> <laughs> well the it's our concept, but it was it was brought to life by a, a great artist, which I've been involved with yeah. over years with different projects. Alex von Welding, he's from um, he's Hamburg. From Hamburg, yes, he's he's a really really cool cat, and uh, we explained it to him, and he sort of, you know. He, 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 he's never, you know, he always humors. Uh, we always come up with crazy ideas, whether it's poor little things or other bands that have been in. And I always hit him up with ideas, and he never knocks them down. He always mm. he listens, and then he comes up with something. And uh, well, the whole the the title track, Disco Burn, Disco's Burning, came first, and then uh, we thought, well, maybe that's the way to go for the whole concept. You know, it's it's sort of like a. a you know, one of those classic sort of Grease, mm-hmm. uh, the Wanderers, yeah. all that kind of thing. You know, that those kind of high school musical. Yeah, well, things. that's also the lyrics in a song is you know about that. So it's sort of one thing led to another. You know, it's sort of the image was growing in the head. Oh yeah, what about discos burning? You can see a <laughs> big disco ball first burning, yeah. and then. <laughs> and and the 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 actual interpretation that Alex did, you know, yeah. he nailed it. That was pretty much what it, was yeah. in the head. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's probably one of the best album arts I've seen like this year. Oh, thank, that's <laughs> thank great. Thank you. Well, um, it, it, some people might be a little traumatized by it if they look too closely. <laughs> well, they look very close. There's some real the details birth. in there. <laughs> people, Brock is all about traumatizing, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it, it's, it's, and you know, it's nothing to do with, um, really with disco itself it's more about disco as a as a as a place as a gathering point as a cultural gathering point 
And um, yeah, I guess you could op- it could be open to different interpretations. But it's another example of you know us just having fun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I always see these cheesy 80s sort of high school movies. <laughs> um, so speaking of the album, do you guys want to talk about, you kind of touched on already, but the process of writing it and maybe how you wrote some of the songs on it? Well, what usually happens is, you know, I, I sort of sit down in a beanbag or something like that and, <laughs> uh, you know, noodle away, just come up with with the vibe, you know, I write a lot of different style, well, not, you know, drastically different, but I write like some quite heavy rock stuff and I've played in bands that are like more metal and et cetera. So for me, it's a bit of a luxury to work with Tina and have the opportunity to actually sort of cultivate songs that are a little bit more, you know, with a bit more pop essence, that are a bit more hook based. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, because I usually, I haven't had the uh, sort of vessel to do that before. Like working with, with Tina, it's it sort of, gives me an excuse to to go down that lane so i guess especially with the ep we did before that and and that record it was it was very sort of a very easy it just sort of i guess it's sort of a, a lot of uh, ideas i might have had subconsciously that have just been waiting to come out so um and and just uh yeah, just trying to get that vibe, like we said, that early 80s vibe. So I've just come up with basic ideas, uh, and then I I sort of show them to Tina and see what she thinks. She's not going to tell me. She's not going <laughs> to she's not going to pull punches if she doesn't no. like something. She'll tell me she doesn't like it. Uh, obviously, I've got her in mind when I'm I'm coming up with the stuff, and we sort of, you know. It, Build it at home. Like this is this is a really a, a, the ultimate example of an in-house project. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, the, it's the kind of thing you can say, oh yeah, just let me finish cooking the eggs and I'll show you that new show song. You. Or you know, it's it's not like we have to arrange a time to go and meet or we have to book some studio time or have a rehearsal space. And you we can talk about it 24 yeah, hours yeah, if yeah, you really yeah, want you to. Can, you know, it, yeah, you know, you can. I might go a bit mad, but you know. <laughs> yeah, not overdoing but, it, no. but yeah, it's a, it, it's something that that we sort of build, build up around that around the house, literally. And these days, it's so easy with mm. with computers and all that sort of thing. You can make quick demos and, uh, yeah, put it put it together quite easily. So um, there, there's unlimited time, which can be dangerous as well, but. <laughs> you know, you don't want to. You don't want to have too much time. You have to put sort of time limits on things, or you'll never get stuff yeah, finished. Well, if the, you know, so put us. We try to make little goals, and and uh, I guess the. I think you might agree the album's got a bit of a, a fairly positive vibe to it. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it really goes. It's it's it. That's just the vibe of the time. Like that. That's written in 2019. <laughs> got a few, I got a few songs from 2020 to be honest that are a little bit darker, and I've been thinking about that lately. That they they do have a bit more of a darker feel to them, and that's definitely a reflection of you know how I feel. I, you you can't sort of write fake it. You've got to write uh, stuff that you know with the vibe that you have. You you can't fake that. And um, yeah, I've got a couple of little ideas I'm working on at the moment that are you know I might have to sort of lighten them up a little. I don't know they. they <laughs> I prefer to stick with that vibe, with the with the the happy vibe. I've got to, yeah, keep the coronaness out of, out of the uh, songwriting. 
I, I think you guys and I think almost every artist, it's going to be interesting, the music that's going to come out of this time. And I think you're absolutely right. I feel like we're going to get like 2021 is going to roll around. Spotify is going to be like, why is there so many like depressing songs? <laughs> They're going to have to make a depressing song playlist. Like. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I had a lot of time up my sleeve a few months ago, and I wrote quite a lot of songs. And then as I went, I started throwing them away, thinking, no, that's, mm, yeah, I've so much, so, so much time, but it's not true quality time as far as being creative. Well, for me, it wasn't anyway. So, you, you know, at first I was quite positive. Okay, I'm sitting at home. I can write stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it just at first I thought it was going to be that would be good, but then um, it got a little a little stale. So I'm um, I'm working on sort of pulling myself out of that rut at the moment, actually, to be honest. But uh, it's going to turn around soon, especially when I get to go to a gig one day. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Um. So speaking of the future plans, what are the future plans for PLT? PLT. Well, well, we see. PLT definitely we're gonna we're. We're in the middle of, as I say, of working on a, a new record, and it it should be a full album, not an EP. I, I always think, you know, a couple more songs at the same time, you know, a good half an hour. I, I like the old-fashioned idea of a record, eight songs or so, about half an hour. Mm -hmm. no, no need for 12 tracks and 50 minutes or whatever, extended remixes or whatever. But, <laughs> but basically, basically, we're working on a new record now. We were really, really happy with what we achieved from the last record because it was really embraced by a lot yes, of uh, like especially by uh, by radio around the world yes. like it really was quite it's quite touching what happened even with like people like uh, Rodney on the rocks and things like that it got That's awesome. lot, airplay mm -hmm. in Japan quite a bit in a lot of Spanish people Spanish. have taken under their wing Spanish rock community uh, so we're, we're happy with the result you make this you do these kind of projects for yourself first you've got to you've got to do it for yourself and then hopefully everyone else will dig it if you if you enjoy what you do yourself if you, if you feel good about it there's got to be someone else out there who will hopefully feel the same way so that that plan worked and we'll make a new record um I'll give a uh, definitely. We've got to have a time <laughs> limit on that. Definitely, yeah, otherwise it'd be endless. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking maybe by the end of January we should have something uh, like the songs that are locked off and like say, okay, that's it, that's that's the record, and then get it all sorted out because you know it, it doesn't um, it it doesn't help to just sort of let it let it roll on. And hopefully we'll be skiing. Well, I will. I, I like to ski. I'll be <laughs> doing a bit of skiing in the next few months, and that's going to help me enormously. I think once I, I get up into the mountains and do a little bit of, bit of skiing, that's going to open up all sorts of uh, ideas to finish off a record in a positive way. Yeah, go out and do something, yeah. something fun. And we might do some gigs like, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, at this stage it's all a bit dead, you know, but I, yeah. I would love to do a bit of a PLT project on the road. Yeah, well, there's plenty, we, we've got plenty of cool musicians around here that yeah. could do it. We don't, we just need a, a, you know, a basic, a basic band that uh, would keep it pretty simple. So never say never. We'll see how we go with that. <laughs> we want it oh, next year if if people can move around. I've definitely got a few plans of things got to do musically. It's got to be done like like what most people probably think. You know, it's been a real awakening these last few months to, and we're going to really appreciate freedom and. I'm going to really appreciate being able to get out and 
watch bands perform live all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so maybe maybe this will also help us in that way if we get as good a, a feedback from the next record as we had from this one maybe that will give us the push to start the process of performance or maybe we'll just go do some street performance first <laughs> a bit of busking i like busking, a bit of busking. <laughs> well you know it's quite easy to get around here we don't even need a car so we just can jump on it on the train and <laughs> go one day nice. one day in milano one day in in uh, köln cologne <laughs> you know it's that's the good thing about switzerland it's right in the center of europe so <laughs> I love that. For us yeah. in the States, it's like, all right, let's take a train ride <laughs> to the other part of the state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's the same in Australia. Don't forget, I've spent most of my life in Australia, and I'm used to driving an hour to go to work. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, traveling for a couple of hours on a plane and being in basically the same environment. So, you know, that's very normal for me. So I, I really appreciate it over here. That's quite mm. It's quite a novelty still. I've been, been in Europe now for 11 years, and it's still quite a novelty for me. The whole, uh, you know, Getting melting around. pot of cultures in a, over a small area. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So before we get into our lightning round questions, which are always a lot of fun, uh, oh. where can our listeners find you guys online? Okay. Well, well, you know, we are online on Bandcamp. You know, that's sort of the main thing we are on. We don't we have can, a website. We don't have a website. You can find us on Instagram or on Facebook, you know, on the poor little things. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you can also find us on Spotify yeah, and yeah. iTunes. All the tracks are, all the tracks all are digi the, digitally distributed. Yeah, How's yeah. that digitally distributed? Like, uh, <laughs> So yeah, it, you, you'll find it in all good and bad digital distribution <laughs> organizations. So the first question is, choose a type of dog that matches the same energy as your music. You can choose a cat, but they kind of are monotone. So preferably a dog. <laughs> a dog. Wow, <laughs> with energy. I'd say a collie. A collie. <laughs> Martina doesn't like collies. Oh my god, maybe a boxer. <laughs> Big boxer with you know with all the stuff coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I love that. I could see a collie, you know, they're quick to learn, intelligent, they are fast, they go quick. I they like have that. 80s hairdos and they bite. Yeah, well what yeah. I, well 80s hairdo. Well, a poodle could also be good. <laughs> Bit of a perm, right. you know, the like next. a perm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, your favorite Netflix show that you've been binging in 2020? Oh well, we we we're, we're we're more we're Barry people. <laughs> we That's HBO, we, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we yeah Barry. We like Barry. We haven't we haven't had Netflix. We watched because we have this Swisscom TV, so we were watching Barry. You know the comedian show. What's it called, Barry? I love that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, the one with the What's his name? Bill Hader? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah I've heard good things about that one. That's very funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And I also watched the True Detective, so that's also Oh yeah. True Detective and Fargo. The that's sort of Oh uh, yeah. Recently. Yeah. I need to watch Fargo. It's on my list. I haven't watched it's it yet. Great. It's great. I love Fargo. Good choices. All right, and then this is our like signature question. Because I feel like it really tells a lot about someone. Ooh. But if you were a type of cereal, which one would you be and why? 
cereal. I w- well, you know. You know that you know that muesli comes from Switzerland. Yeah. Burka muesli <laughs> is actually muesli. a local recipe from around here, around the hills here. That's so, cool. Uh, what would she say? Well, muesli is also generally pretty organic. You know, there's no artificial colors or flavors in, in when you mix your own. So I think that but suits us as cereal, well. But when cereal, like cereal, cereal, maybe special K. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Special right. K is pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you want some special K? <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us all the way from across the ocean. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so everyone out there listening, go check out Poor Little Things. Maybe pay for their music since we learned they don't get paid from Spotify. Yeah, it's it's a tough life and someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks yeah, for your thank time. You it's been fun. Your, thanks you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You also can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Special thanks to Death of Fawn for our intro riff. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at She Will Rock You Podcast. You also can join our Facebook group, link in the Instagram bio. You can also follow us personally at Bethann Tarpley and at LeahElizabeth.J. If you want to let us know what you think, you can send us an email at SheWillRockYouPodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, don't do drugs. <laughs>